Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's Cracking, a 3XR studio podcast on 3XR Radio. Uh, this week's episode, myself and Callum, aka CMW Toys, will be chatting with figure photographer extraordinaire Figure Kingdom, aka Manny. Now, I've been speaking to Manny since I started this customizing journey over over the last couple of years. Um, such a nice guy. I've really wanted to speak to him properly for for a long time now. We've done a couple of little little things together at this point. Uh, a few more things in the works. Um, so many questions that myself and Callum had for him about graphing figures and such. N- not nearly enough time within this podcast to get all of those out, so I'm sure we'll have him as a guest on again. Um, so yeah, enjoy. What's going on, man? How you doing? Phenomenal. How are you? Yeah, good. I've uh, Callum hasn't seen my new hair. Oh, it's a new style. <laughs> bit, yeah, bit slim, slim shady ads. Yeah, my uh, Enzo Amore, Amore, Amore. <laughs> so I don't think uh, we've ever spoke before, Manny. It's nice to uh, ha- well get this chance to speak to you. I've seen your account before. Um, Thanks so much, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, some awesome collection, by the way, in the back. I love (laughs) that. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those things. I think it's very, very lucky to be able to use my display as well. I mean, it it doubles up as a work background when I'm on uh, work interviews and things like that. So, very lucky to be able to to display it proud. I mean, some people don't even get to, to to have any things out, right? Are you a collector yourself, Manny? Do you keep them out? Oh, yeah. I've got like cases upon cases of uh, action figures and the statues and all that kind of stuff. Question, though, is that a toy? Are those toy the toy biz? Are those uh, MOC in the back? These ones? Yeah, that's, yeah. they're, they're the, uh, well, there's, there's actually the other ones are here down here as well. So there's two rows. Oh, so you've got, sweet. It goes up and Pat, then. Callum works for uh, Funko, by the way. That's why he meant that it's good as a background. Oh, then, nice. So then, yeah, so these are, and Ads, you'll appreciate this. And the reason why I like this, your background is these to me are one of the best uh, boxes figures ever had. The Smash and Slam line, you know, there's just something about the way this card was presented. It might just be the nostalgia of it being the first WCW line that I collected. But to yeah, me, I, I did actually buy that figure, I think, when this was after I'd like stopped buying like Hasbro's and stuff. And uh, I went to Toys R Us, and I think that was there. But I was at I was at that age where you know I felt I felt a bit guilty and weird that I was buying it. I think mm-hmm. I bought that. Maybe it was Scott Steiner as well. Maybe, um, yeah. I was just in that awkward age. I think I was in that. I was in that too. <laughs> I remember like specifically buying those at my local Kmart, and uh, it was uh, this always this uh, little old lady would be like, "Oh, you're still collecting these, huh?" And I'd be like, "No, me. These are for a birthday present for uh, my little brother." <laughs> yeah, it was always yeah. like the same story. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, the thing. That's what that's I do it. with with like well, I did with like buying stickers and sticker collection stuff. I just go, are, are these the ones he wants? I don't care anymore. But this, that's kind of you know the insecurity bit in between. Like now I'm like whatever. But times have changed massively, right? I mean, you think of the the collector spectrum as a whole. I remember going to Comic Cons over a decade ago, and they were very small. You know, maybe over your way, uh, Manny, like they they may have been big, but certainly over here in the UK, it's only really the past like, ten years things have really started to boom. I mean, collecting was still kind of accepted, right? When Big Bang and things like that started to make it a bit more acceptable, most times they still had the the belief that collectors were like the forty year old virgin, right? And I think that's uh, no longer mm-hmm. the way, thankfully. So, I mean, I certainly don't <laughs> mind popping into Smiths or, or, or places like that and buying figures for myself now. You know, it's, it, that, that stigma's long gone, thankfully. But we yeah. digress. We're here. Yeah, I, I feel like the I feel like the the world is a little bit more uh, accepting to all sorts of things now, aren't they? Like you can you can kind of be as as kind of weird as you want, and like I don't feel the need to. I don't know. I just I just feel a little bit more free with everything, I guess. But that's like we say, we digress. I think that's when you get older as well, though, right? The older you get, the less you yeah. seem to care. Manny, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. Add you're 30. Uh, sorry, I'm 32. You're 34, right? I'm 37. I'm 39, but I still act like I'm 16. Um, no, <laughs> I'm, I'll be 39 on Tuesday. I'm, so, uh, oh, wow. yeah, happy, it's, uh, it's approaching. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 38 in December, which is it's quite a high one, isn't it? But I mean, not as high as you. So, you know, you'll always be older than me. I'll always well, sit yeah, back yeah. here and be quiet then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess a good place to start here would be when when did you get into figure photography? Um, let's see. Uh, geez, I mean, I've always kind of uh, enjoyed it more or less, but uh there was this guy who was on the WrestleFigs forums, uh, ring skirts. You guys might know him, Nate. And oh, uh, nice. he always, yeah, he always had these like really badass setups, like full on, like I'm talking like war games, like the double cages. He had uh, like the, the, the chair set up. He had everything that like a full on, uh, like the crowd, the entrance stages. And then he had like, individual ring skirts for every single ring and when i saw this i was like blown away. i was like no way people actually do this kind of thing and mm-hmm. uh like i remember like actually just reaching out and buying like a couple of ring skirts and that was pretty much it for for a really long time and uh i kind of left it alone i had like my own individual setups like at my own house um but then i remember uh i got hit by a drunk driver breaking my neck, breaking my back. And uh, yeah. And so for the longest time, you know, like you're incapacitated, you know, and uh, you you start to, yeah, you start to kind of come out of it a little bit and um, obviously not well enough to go to work and, you know, like commence on your, your daily activities. But I was just like, well, uh, let me try something. There's, there's gotta be something here. And so it just started with Mm -hmm. taking like a couple of uh, photos of, you know, like some action figures in that uh, said, uh, you know, like the the giant rings and stuff like that I had at the time. So uh, how, that's kind of how, how it started. Oh, geez. That was probably. So I had the accident in like 2010. And then it took like a good couple of years afterwards, after the accident, just to be able to move around. Um, wow, so yeah, probably like that. 2000. Yeah. So probably like 2012 ish. I mean, now I'm 
great, but it took a really long time to, you know, get to, you know, like finally, oh, I'm healthy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. So those, so those first photos that you were taking, was that, uh, was that with a camera? I mean, I mean, like people, I don't, I can't think what no, the I, situation I didn't was even, at that point. I didn't even have a, a full on camera. Uh, let alone, I couldn't even afford one. Cause like at the time, like I said, I was, you know, like out of a job, I had to move back home, you know, like with my parents. So I had to swallow my pride and, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. do that. And so I couldn't afford anything. Like I had this like crappy Android phone and I still, I, I still have the pictures. Uh, really? I'll show them to you. The, I still have the, the original pictures that I took. They're super mm. crap. They're, uh, they're grainy. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I, I still have, I came across them a couple of days ago. I hadn't seen them in years and I cringed when I saw them. I was like, Oh my God, please let me delete these. But then at the same time, I was like, no, you know, like I can kind of use this, you know, to show other people's like, Hey, yeah, it's a matter yeah, of yeah. what stage you're at. You can try this too. All you need to do really is uh, just put in the work. It's just, a, you know, like anything you put in the reps and eventually you're going to see some kind of cool results from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should take, I mean, I don't know what the, what the setup is like in those photos, but you should like recreate whatever it was you did, but in the way you do it now, put them next to each other. That would look pretty cool. Yeah. They're awful though. Like really awful. What was was it? Was it a pose? Was it just a figure standing? Tell us the first one you took. Yeah. I want to say it was uh, Bret Hart and Ric Flair. And I went through some kind of like sequences where they were like battling out in the ring. And you could see like mm-hmm. dust in the photo and you could see like you could barely even like make out the images. It was so dark. Um, but I mean, you, you know, that's kind of like at the place I was at, you know, it's like I could barely snap a photo. I was barely walking around like I couldn't even go to the supermarket at the time. Like I was so messed up. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is good, though, because I, I think a lot of people will probably, you know, look at your look at your work now and think, oh, I could never do this because, you know, he must be. He must have been photographing, I don't know, shoes for like 30 years before this or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, I never went to school for this. I Nobody yeah. ever taught me how to use a camera. Like, I just went on YouTube one day. I was like, how to take a clean photo? And, uh, of course, it didn't work overnight. You know, it had to take a lot of reps. But uh, for what I don't have in uh, creativity, uh, I definitely make up with it in uh, work ethic. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so I guess from there, what, how did you, at what point were you getting like, you know, a little serious with it and you're like, okay, this is a, this is a thing. Like we, was this from, were you post, where were you posting it? Was, was this pre-Instagram that we're talking now? And yeah, pre-Instagram, man. Uh, I remember like originally I started on the WrestleFigs forums. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys uh, go on there, but I used to. You must have uh, not listened to the last week when I announced oh, no. Manny that I was an admin <laughs> of the figure posing uh, board of wrestling figs. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, my but... name is still on there. I, I I haven't gone on there in a while, but uh, I I would. That's where I would originally post. Mm. But uh, I guess like the, the I, I would I don't know if it's the behavior or the culture was a little toxic at the time, so I was just like. Ugh. Let me it back still off is. a little bit. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to kind of back off. And then I saw like, I can't even remember who it was specifically, like people posting on Instagram. So I was just like, well, let me try this Instagram thing. And, and again, it, my original photos, garbage, complete crap. But the, everybody starts off like that, you know, 
you start off mm-hmm. at a new job, you know, like you don't go in there, you know, being the man on day one. No, I guess not. Oh, well, that depends. Cody Rhodes pretty much came into WWE under a new contract and is getting shot to be the man right until his uh, incident. So I guess sometimes it can happen, Manny. Yeah. Well, that, but then again, though, that was like a second go at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. So you obviously uh, started off on wrestling figs. You progressed through to Instagram. Where do you start to, you know, get really into it? Have you bought a proper setup? Are we talking lighting? Are we talking uh, an advanced camera? Like, how do you start getting from further and further into this hobby? Yeah, I just started off uh, with a plain black poster board, um, and so every and uh, the That's plain black poster board. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> it's still a, a thing till this day where people like message me, and I get messages like daily. How do I do this, or where do you recommend I start? Yeah, I and I always tell them. You start with the plain black poster board. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need anything, uh, you know, extravagant, you know, like the extreme sets. It's great to have, but learn the basics first, which is what I did for a really long time. Like I didn't even do like the string, you know, like the action string Mm -hmm. shots until like, I'd say it was two years in to like the Instagram thing where uh, I started doing that. But I wanted to learn the basics of like, okay, how do I pose an action figure? I actually use, you know, like these kind of joints, actually use the lighting setups and angles and stuff like that. So once I felt like, okay, well, I can graduate now to something a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as like the first camera, man, that was, I was still pretty messed up then from like the, the actual camera. But then I remember like it was my nephew who told me just like, sometimes, man, you just have to take a chance on yourself. You know, like, I don't know how you're going to do it, sell off some old figures or take out a credit card or something, but uh, buy your first camera. You never know what this hobby may take you to. And I still remember Mm. those words till this day where I'm really glad that I, you know, I didn't, it was money that I didn't have at the time, but I took a chance on myself. Uh, The first camera that I bought was the, uh, it was a Canon M50, which Mm -hmm. still holds up to this day. Uh, so yeah, that was like the very first camera that I bought. And, uh, and I'm really glad that I took that chance because it's led me down so many, you know, like so many different doors and possibilities and stuff like that, that I never thought I would do. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you, how many times have you, have you upgraded that camera m- more times than, you know, or has that kind of stayed, stayed with you? Uh, no, uh, I sold off the camera after about like a year or so, cause I'm really big on goals. And one of the goals like at every, you know, like one of the things that I do at every year is I write down all of my goals and everything that I want to do and everything that I won't tolerate for myself and things that I want to improve. And one of the things was like quality. I was like this, it's good for now, but it's not going to cut it. And so I graduated from the M50 to the Sony a seven three. And that's what I use now. And, uh, I like it, but again, you know, like next year, something bigger and better, you know what I mean? Like just keep evolving and keep getting better. Yeah. 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 I mean, with the, with the cameras, what are the, I guess like I've, I've got, you know, a basic knowledge of photography, but not inside this kind of stuff, but more in my work with like art direction, fashion stuff. But like, um, I guess this is such a specific type of thing. Like you're shooting pretty macro in a certain light and it's kind of consistent. Um, are you, what, what, what is it that you would need for like, to go further? Like, are you needing to create larger images for, for potential, like, I don't know, work with toy companies and stuff like that, or 
what what is it kind of lacking right now? Yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to have uh, like the Sony A A one. I believe that's what it's called. It's like a seven thousand dollar camera. It's a little ridiculous. I'd probably <laughs> be fine with like the one that I have now for a few years. But like I said, though, like I have big goals for myself. Like one of those goals is to be, you know, like the the biggest toy photographer out there. And I have a lot of ground to cover, a lot of work to do, though. But that's the goal, you know. One of the things that you know that's interesting for for me as someone who's obviously dabbled in this in no way, shape, or form to the level you do, Manny. So please don't think I'm kind of even trying to imply that. But uh, <laughs> the 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 big thing I know is certainly when I look at these other pages and things like that is, you know, just the posing of trying to make it look as human like as possible, which a lot of people don't really capture it's the little mannerisms the little tiny head tilts the the way the kind of body feels and and you know when you look through your your poses that's the way it kind of makes it feel human right take those little tiny little details that take it from just being almost like an articulated statue to almost having the human mannerisms and it's very interesting for you, for you that it took you two years before you even started doing the fishing wire and stuff and that's something that i used to really enjoy doing was trying to get the balance points and everything like that mm. so I just wanted to say it's, it's it's quite interesting to hear that that you you know you took so long to hone on that craft before you even considered trying to do the what I would consider more fun pictures. Yeah, because I I get like I said I get a lot of messages every single day like everywhere Facebook Instagram Twitter like hey I, I like what you do how do I get started uh, how do I do, or that always get the the questions what kind of a you know like line do you use or whatever and I always tell people it's like hey slow it down, really start with the basics, get yourself black poster boards, like 50 cents at Walmart, get one of those and just work on, you know, simple things, you know, like how to do an arm bar, how to do a, you know, like a body slam, you know, like choke holds, simple things like that really go a long way. That way, like you can feel confident later on dabbling into something, you know, like more uh, extreme, you know, like a, a, a held up, uh, stringed up uh, pile driver off of, you know, like a whatever. So yeah, start with the basics. I think the thing is as well is, you know, one thing I really enjoy about figures is standing and playing around with them and trying to get them into the position to, to almost look like the poses still. And I think, I guess for me, you know, that's my equivalent of playing probably a bit like you probably do, Manny. I'll have two figures probably sat in front of me, I'll, you know, for now, for example, say with John Cena playing about and stuff. And yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been something, even when I started my page, it was one of the things I was potentially going to go in, you know, my I didn't know what avenue I was going to go down, it was either try and do some customs and it was going to be some figure photography and I guess for me I was quite fortunate the customs kind of went one way and I didn't kind of veer off that black poster board in front of a ring manny that you're talking about, so I, uh, I'm very It's never too saying, late. Yeah, it, it's never too late. Why, why not both? Uh, I don't know too many other customizers that do the customizing and the figure photography. So imagine this, you make a sweet custom and then instead of like shipping it off to, you know, like somebody else is going to do the photography, you yeah. do the photography, which I think is entirely possible. This is the thing, Manny, like when it comes to, I think Adam said it last week or the week before, when it comes to hobbies, if I don't start to take off really quickly, I tend to mm. get bored of it. And I think that's what kind of happened. The customs and the figure photography were kind of running parallel and then the customs sort of took off and, you know, I'd rather sink eight, nine, ten hours into painting an action figure than, than trying to take the pictures. But, you know, one of the other things that I just want to kind of 
talk about get your your viewpoint on is the angles of the photography because you know you mentioned about putting something in an armbar or a chokehold and things like that and it can look great there when you're holding it but by the time you've brought the photo in and the angle does it makes it sort of look out of form right so you almost have to manipulate it slightly for the angle you're taking is that correct oh yeah absolutely uh like in your mind sometimes you see things and when you get it on camera the 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 cropping, the angling, it doesn't quite match your vision. So you kind of have to sit there for a really long time and just mess with the angles, mess with the lighting. And sometimes the lighting doesn't meet the angles that you want. And then you just have to start from scratch. But uh, yeah, you just sit there until you finally figure it out. So if we were going to be talking about the most frustrating part for you in the figure photography, what would you say it is, Manny? What's the one bit that you hate doing? I don't know if there's any part that I hate doing though, because uh, I love all aspects of it. And I love the challenge, uh, not just with this though, but with anything, you know, like sometimes if things get too hard and most people would be like, Oh, well, that was hard. I tried and I'll just move on to something else. But with me, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, the challenge is in front of me. Now I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to get this until I get it right. And I'm going to work on it some more until it's a hundred percent or at least to my own liking. So, uh, the 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 hardest part is most people would think that it'd be you know like doing like the like the string work you know like the action poses but in reality it's really uh the lighting that's like the first priority um just making sure that everything's balanced because with like my shots you know like there's a lot of uh like depth i use three six foot tables that you would get you know like at your local walmart and so i have them all kind of i guess like together and so that there's you know like your background and then you have you know like your crowd and then you have like your ring and then it's whatever's in front of that though so there's a lot of layers that you kind of need to light up and uh so yeah that's the hardest part well let's talk about this thing so i know adam when we were discussing um before we were talking about things to talk to you about and one of the things he said he was keen on is to know your setup so is this a permanent setup is this something you put up put down let's talk about that both the lights, the tables and things. Tell us how you get your shots. Yes. So uh, everything is uh, just, well, I have everything like on, on tables, right? And then I have like the extreme sets background. So that's like just the gist of what I have. But as far as like the crowd, the ring, all that stuff, it's like interchangeable because I'm constantly going through, you know, like sometimes I'll want to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shot. But if you have your ring there, then it's not going to work out. So all that other stuff is just, it goes away like in bins for the time being. And then I just keep plopping on as I go on. So I, I set it up and then I take it down immediately. And then some other shot, some other crazy idea goes in my mind. And then that comes in too. And then I take it down. So. Okay. I mean, in my, in my mind, you've got like a, you know, a, a full arena kind of, kind of there. And then you're, you know, in a basement or something like that. Is that, is that not the case? No, not at all. So people think that I have like a full on arena built 24 seven. That's, that's not the case at all. Uh, I have everything kind of like half organized, I guess. Like I have everything kind of like in bins and boxes, you know, like my micro, you know, like little accessories or, and then I have like another little bin for my hands and for like the rings, like like, nothing is set up um, just Mm -hmm. because I want to bounce around, you know, from like, I don't know, one day I'll want to do like a WCW and then another day I'll want to go to the the attitude era. But, you know, like the, you know, like none of that stuff matches up. So you constantly need to put it up and take it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. There's, there's like, there's so many questions. It's hard to kind of, you know, navigate in a, 
any sort of linear way. But speaking about, you know, that setting up for different things like WCW and whatnot, uh, one thing I kind of wanted to know is uh, how, how you go about the crowd. Like, are you, are you always just using uh, other wrestlers or what's like, what's like the way that you kind of build out mass to try and make an audience, I guess? Yeah, so that actually kind of differs from time to time, though. So what I'll do is I'll grab like generic looking bodies, you know, like stuff that has like a jeans and a T-shirt, you know, like those old Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose kind of bodies. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'll, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll get like, remember like those old Daniel Bryan heads from like, I, I want to say it was like 2012. And I'll just kind of plop them on to, you know, like this, like those kind of bodies. Um, mm-hmm. But if even if you notice, like in some of my crowd shots, don't really show their faces and that's kind of manipulated with like the angles that i was talking about earlier because you know sometimes you're taking a picture and then you see john cena there in the first row or uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, slapping yeah. hands with somebody it's going to take the illusion out of it so if you look yeah. carefully like on you know like some of my crowd shots you never really do see their faces it's interesting so i was just sitting there scrolling through and and while you were saying that, I think some of my favorite ones when I see the ones you do are the like entrance ones where you do get the whole feeling of the superstar coming out and you've got such a nice mix of, of lighting to kind of give that ambience of, of the entrance and the fans and things like that. How do you kind of do the lighting and then how much of that is kind of after edited as well and how much of it is like you manipulating with it before the picture? Yeah, so I don't really touch up things like in editing. Like all of that is uh like just lighting, I guess. So I'll so what I'll do first is I'll set up the lighting and then work around that. And what I mean by that is I'll set up the lights, something you know, like towards like the back, and then I'll start setting up my scene. And whatever scene it is, it's something small. Like I don't set up like an entire, you know, like arena shot if I'm not gonna shoot it. Um so you mm-hmm. just give the illusion of whatever it is that you want to show on camera. So it'll be something small and contained. And then once you have like your center subject or whatever it is that you want to shoot, then you add a little bit more lighting, say on top, and then a couple of hints of uh, color uh, just to give it kind of like that arena feel. Yeah. I I saw like you, when you've done some of those videos where you kind of show the scene a bit and using those kind of, I don't know what they call them, but those kind of color, color, like strips or whatever. um, Yeah. And I, yeah, I guess like everything, everything's quite familiar. So every, anyone can kind of imagine what it looks around it. And I guess that's kind of why I partly thought that it, it was there, you know, like you, you can imagine this sort of scaled down uh, Madison Square Garden or whatever you, you get from these things. So in terms of like post and, you know, Photoshop and stuff, is it, is it really just removing the, any wire that you might see? Is that is that the most? Yeah, I try not to to touch them all that much afterwards, though. Like, I don't like to use like special effects. Which, by the way, if there's figure photographers out there that like using special effects, that's great. Just for me, uh, I don't really like to do that. I always feel that it's kind of, I guess, quote unquote, cheating. Um, so if I want to like create a, a cool effect like a fire, I'll actually get the prop that's like actual fire, and then you know, like uh, add some kind of lighting to you know give it that pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a pretty noble way to do it because I mean, there's it just kind of shows what is what is available in in scale kind of modeling. Like you can get like flames, you can get uh, 
or smoke, yeah. you know, like yeah. I use that atmosphere yeah. and aerosol to kind of create that, uh, that haze or smoky kind of feeling that you would get from like an arena shot. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, when I've, when I've worked with like photographers in, in other elements, like the better ones say they want to capture everything as much as they can in camera and not kind of think about post, like post is more to fix any errors than it is to add stuff that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I agree with yeah. that. <laughs> Entirely. So interesting, Manny, because I'm just scrolling back. I just wanted to see how far back I could get on your page to see your mm-hmm. earliest shots. And it's so interesting to see the, the development you've been through. And it's funny to hear when you say about, you know, it's almost embarrassing. You, you, you wish you could get rid of pictures. Like, because it's funny, we had a conversation not too long ago on here with someone where we we're talking about personally i really enjoy seeing the progress in something and seeing how far you can can go with it and you know looking back at your your posing and things like that before it's still decent right it's still very good compared to what you see a lot of people put out but you can sl- see as you kind of progress where your your areas change like you can see the posing changes in the early tide and then you start to work on the lighting once you transition from posing and stuff like that and it's personally i think it's really fascinating to see and it's uh it, it shows you you certainly do believe in your craft and try and make it as good as possible you know thanks man yeah like i said before it's all about just like the reps and whatever it is that you want to do you know like say if you want to start out working out you don't go in there maxing out like somebody who's been there you know like two and a half years you start (laughs) off slow start with the basics you know you put those reps in you put the time in and eventually you're going to see the results just like anything else so let's talk about reps then how many you take one picture right you post your picture how many pictures would you have taken before of that sort of scene how many different angles how many you know talk to me about the the funnel of taking your pictures to the one you post so like on a good day i'll probably wind up with like at least good like six good shots that i could use like solid use uh, and that's probably like after three and a half, four hours of being there. And so I look at my camera roll and um somewhere on the lines of like 900 shots to like 1300 or so that I take. And then after, you know, like those 1300, there's six usable ones. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, so when people are like, oh, my God, you're so good. You're great. You're the go. I'm like, no, I'm not. Look at my camera roll. You're going to see more bad than you are good, you know? So it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's an illusion of what it is, you know? Like you, people only show the good on uh, social media and they don't really show the bad. So, uh, yeah, trust me. Bigger Kingdom has got a lot of bad, uh, well, you know? Like I make mistakes. Let's talk about that then because, you know, we, Adam and I, obviously focus more on customs and there's times I've started things. I'm sure there's times Adam started things and it's not gone necessarily the way you want it to go and you've end up putting it into the custom bin and it never really sees a light of day again. Is there any particular photos or poses you've tried many that, you know, spring to mind, you, you know, put hours in to try and get this and you just couldn't get it to be the way you wanted it to be? Yeah. Uh, I remember like trying the pile driver for the really like years and I couldn't get it down. It it always looked like they were tilting too far back. And now I'm like, Oh, I get it now. It's more of like a sit out. So you, you, in your mind, you you have them kind of like sitting down and then you kind of put your wire up all the way to, uh, I guess like accommodate like the sit out pile, like the, the pile driver. So yeah, that was one that I couldn't get down. Um, and another one that was really hard, it's always like the, the ones that seem easiest that are the hardest is the sharpshooter. I couldn't like finagle it right, but now I can, I, you know, like more or less get it down. 
say has been your favourite thing to to shoot? What's your one picture? Is there? Pull your uh, pull your mic down. Well, say again. Apologies, I said. What's been the favourite? Your favourite thing you've shot, Manny? Um, is there any particular pictures that you think you know what everything was perfect on that? Uh, I wouldn't say that there's ever like something that I'm a hundred percent satisfied with. Um, and, and it's weird though, cause I'll, I'll post something, but I don't ever like, you know, like sit there and like admire it. Like the second that I put it up, I'm like, okay, I did it. I lived it. Um, obviously like I'll respond back to comments, but I won't ever, you know, like sit there and like admire my work and be like, Oh, this is so great. Now I'm like, okay, well, th- these are the things that I need to work on for the next one that kind of make it better though. So as far as like one of my favorites, uh, I don't even know if I even have a favorite. Um, I-, I guess like one that I'm kind of proud of, uh, and it's a really simple shot. It's the, uh, the curtain call Madison square garden. And it's super easy. But to make them all look kind of natural, like they're all leaning in and hugging each other without having them kind of like tip over. And it's still up on my timeline. It's still mm. pretty recent. Um, pretty proud of that shot, though, just because it, it does look natural. Like they're all leaning in. They're all uh, interacting with each other, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you're, you're kind of limited with the, with the faces as well, aren't you? So there's that's going to be a challenge to try and kind of make them feel like they are interacting with each other in the way that they look and stuff. So, yeah, right. Totally. Cause with like an action shot, you can convey, you know, certain things with like an expressive face, an expressive yeah. kind of pose, but something like that, it's a lot more challenging though, because you know, like Sean, he's got his back towards the camera kind of thing. So you kind of have to work a little bit to, uh, you know, like get the angle right. And just to, to tell a proper story. Yeah, 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 totally. So, so what would you say, like w- when you're taking uh, a series of shots, do you kind of do a couple of scenes at once and then kind of save those and know that I've got like content to, to be posting? Um, and also what kind of inspires doing that? hundred percent. I do that. Um, like I said earlier, like I'll have six totally different shots from like a session that, that are usable. And will I use all of them? Probably not. So most of them are just, uh, you know, like they're, they're hidden away, like in a folder on my phone just for a rainy day, you know, like say if I'm really busy with like doing like family stuff or work stuff or whatever, it's like, oh, well, I've got an, another shot that I could use though. But uh, yeah, I've got literally hundreds um, just unused uh, photography shots just ready to go. And a lot of them, like I, uh, I won't be able to use though, because, you know, like I feel like I've quote unquote improved since then. So, uh, yeah, every couple of weeks I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can't use that anymore. You know, like I felt like I've, you know, progressed. That makes uh, sense. Like I'll, I'll go back even from like a couple of months ago and be like, geez, what was I thinking? A rubbish, could use a few hamburgers. I'll tell you that. You could fatten him up a yeah. little bit. Could fatten him up a yeah. little bit. Could fatten him up a yeah. little bit. Could fatten him up a little bit. Yeah. In- in order to be able to create this portfolio of all these uh, different moments and stuff that you're capturing, you must you must have like a pretty large collection of figures. Would that be the case, or are you? Sorry, my dog keeps barking in the background. Um, yeah, like have you got most figures that are available, or how does that work? Uh, I have most of the classic ones, I guess. Like anything like WWF. 
uh, WCW. And then obviously like I have like one of like most modern guys, if that makes sense. And so I have all those like on like in Detov cases. And uh, yeah, I think I've even shared like uh, one of the photos like on my Twitter, maybe like on my IG stories, but uh, yeah. I've seen um, some pictures on your page of, of what looks like or, or is very similar to the old Billy bookcases with some figures on it and things like that. And let's talk about the, the collecting and stuff because, you know, I we were chatting last week and you must have gone through the Jack's era, right? Where it seemed like any figure come with some kind of accessory, whether or not it was a plant or a bedpan or a chair or something like that, which is probably most of what the accessories you use today, because certainly something I've noticed with, with Mattel, they don't seem to throw in as many as accessories as, as, uh, as Jack's previously did. So where do your accessories come from? How do you buy your lots? Talk to me about things like that. Let's talk about the lack of accessories with the action figures. Now that's a really big mm-hmm. deal for me. And mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, like other influencers don't want to touch on that. Cause they're like, Oh, what if I get my deal taken away? But geez, Louise Jazzwares, <laughs> if you're listening, Throw us a bone here. Some kind of uh, some accessories. What about a chair? What about some extra hands? Um, it's funny you say, because this is the thing, right? And this is interesting because the whole rounds at the moment, Manny, is people like the Batista was moaning. Well, not moaning. Obviously, it was tongue in cheek, but talking about the, the lamp that come with his figure and stuff like that. Now, yeah. I, I grew up in the Jack's age and, and quite passionately last week I was saying about how you know it's a free accessory, it's something to add into it. You'll never quite know when you're gonna need it. But I'm with you, right? I miss the days you would get the most random accessory of a figure. I would rather have something like a plant or a chair or a ladder or something like that over something like hands that have no bearing whatsoever. Um and I don't even do the figure photography, right? But I just enjoy having the fun accessories. So someone like you must be crying out for something a bit different. Yeah, because th- these figures now, they cost more than ever before. The, the price keeps going up. And now we're yeah. getting less, but yet we're paying more. It's like, how does that add up? How many summer homes do these, uh, you know, like CEOs <laughs> need? How many millions, as Tonky Tonk <laughs> Man says, how many millions is enough? Um, throw us yeah. a bone here, you know? Like, I'm done with the, the you know, like these... Uh, like the remember that like in 2016 era like it was nothing but like uh, you would get like a coat right and it'd be like those big bulky coats Mm -hmm. and now we're kind of in the era where they're starting to kind of move away from that so uh, yeah just give us more we're paying a lot of money for these figures it's interesting because we were talking about the price of figures again i can't remember who it was with but i know i was talking with adam and someone else and when elites first came out or come out over here, they were twelve ninety nine in the elite. And I think now it's gone up to twenty one ninety nine is what I've seen. So you think in a ten year span we're close to doubling the cost of what something is. And it's 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 certainly something now I think I'm a bit like you, Manny. I like collecting the older figures, some you know, anything attitude era, ruthless aggression, that's kind of like my wheelhouse. And then anything on top of that is Rey Mysterio figures. But you know, for me, who I used to pick up the odd modern guy, like you say, I just don't really bother now. I don't see the value in me getting one of those where I might have impulse buy one or two more. It's starting to get to that point now where you're like, well, maybe I'll just get the ones that I like. And I think a lot more people are going to go that way. I know I do. Like I'm considered a quote unquote hardcore fan where mm. like I'll, I was buying everything, but now as a hardcore fan, like now's the time where I'm buying less, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I, you kind of have to like you, you see other toy lines really stepping it up and you know like i'll say like a neca 
where you 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 spend like a good fifty dollars like on a two pack, but you're getting all these weapons and hands and extra heads. Uh, whereas you know, like say, it sounds like I'm picking on jazz words though, but you know, like you you get an action figure and it's just the action figure um, itself. There's no accessories. There's no belt. There's uh, no cloth goods. There's no shirt. It's just that. Yeah, the, the the hands like you say with them is particularly bad. I think. Um, so, well, sorry, I was just going to jump in. One thing I was interested to know because you kind of mentioned a few different figure companies, and it's something we spoke about before. Ads, in a way, when we spoke about Super Seven figures. Now, Manny, if you, you you're a man who's clearly from your page got figures from different companies and different levels, and if we look at the wrestling figure spectrum between, say, Mattel Jazzwares up to the Super Seven figures, they're quite a, a wide range of prices, right? And you mm-hmm. probably boss fight in the middle if you think of all the offerings compared to value and, and what you say in accessories price point and stuff where would you say would be the sweet spot for a wrestling figure with what you would get and the price point it should be probably the elites you know like it's it's in the name you look at the name it's like oh that that is an elite figure though you know it's like you're paying a little over 20 bucks like 23 now here in the mm-hmm. states but mm-hmm. you look at what's what's included there right you get your action figure fair decent amount of articulation you have uh, some kind of an accessory or a belt and then, you know, like some spare hands. It's, it sounds like I'm getting a pretty good bang for my buck. You know, is it always perfect? No. Can there, can they always include more? Yes, though. But it, that sounds like a fair sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like 22, $23. And then you get like a bunch of uh, extras. So it's funny you say that because we talked about these smash and slam figures at the beginning of the chat, right? And I've just pulled the Hulk Hogan off of the uh, the shelf. And look, I'm not stupid, right? This was 1999. Times were very different. But I mm-hmm. think this retailed at 699 to my knowledge. And within this, you get the figure, obviously, his weight belt, a removable shirt, uh, a, some steel stairs, and a spray can. You think of that, like that to me... You, you wouldn't get anything even close to that these days, not even like even the ultimates are like $35, right? To, to get yep. that. And you look at that whole line across here, like the whole smash and slam line, everyone come came with so many different accessories. And like you, I just feel like there just needs to be a bit more bang for the buck, but I don't feel like it's going to go that way. And even if you look at Marvel Legends, right, even they're starting to give less hands, less accessories, less weapons than you once got. And the build that- a pi- the build a figure parts with the Marvel Legends, you remember that? Like you would build, mm. you know, like something pretty cool at the end of you know whatever, and now you're not even getting that. So uh, it makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> while they're starting to move less from uh, you know like accessories and mm. build a figure parts and soft goods. It just. Ugh. I mean, the, 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 there was obviously the problem we had with the, the, the global pandemic and shipping prices and everything like that went through the roof, which has obviously hit big costings and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe when things balance back out, but, you know, history tells you typically when things become less costs, it doesn't necessarily get passed on to the consumer, right? But maybe in time when things become a bit norm- more normal and balance out, we may see a return to the, the odd accessory and things like that because man I, I, again we look at the jacks figures i remember the jacks figures come with a title and a chair mm-hmm. and you'd get two or three things they they would dish out elbow pads and knee pads sparingly at times they'd be really odd you'd either always get like elbow pads and knee pads or you'd get none right and as a customizer i want all the elbow pads i can get so i miss the days where the people were a lot more generous than, than what you get now yeah and think about it like jacks wasn't even like that big of a company 
and they could afford to do something like that. But you got like a multi-million dollar corporation like like a Mattel and mm-hmm. they're skimping out on stuff. It's like, I don't buy it. You know what I don't like though is people like I'll see online, like they'll kind of uh, make excuses for these these uh, multi-million dollar corporations like, oh, well, it's not in the buck. It's not in their budget to to be putting out, you know, like stuff like that's like, what? Why are you excusing their behavior? The only way you're ever going to get any change is if you fight back. You tell them what you don't like. And trust me, sooner or later, they're going to change if uh, there's enough of us that speak up. Yeah, I agree with you so much there. I mean, the, the, one of the biggest things I have or issues I have, Manny, is when you do get head scratchy part choices, right? I mean, personally, when there's parts available, I think it's inexcusable not to use that part. And I mean, mm-hmm. one thing that I always think of is you think of the AJ Styles figures, right? They've had yep. the Evan Bourne pelvis since series one or series two or whatever with the belt sculpted on it. And correct me if i'm wrong that's pretty similar to the style of tights aj wears why are we not just using the far superior piece you've already got the mold for couldn't agree more there's a lot of uh, like head scratcher stuff you know like you look at that old jbl uh Mm. elite and that one it still bugs me to this day and uh i won't even use it like in my figure photography just because he's so lanky but jbl was a pretty big guy you know Mm. like he had that barrel kind of chested the torso you know like he was very thick and Mm. he almost looks like an underwear model like in action figure form yeah i I feel i feel there's a lot of uh there's a lot that well they're too kind of slim i feel like the you know rick flair arn anderson there's Mm -hmm. there's like a there's like a lack of regal is another one yeah like the the kind of slightly heavier i don't know they're just a bit spindly aren't they there needs to be a middle ground between like the um what's also the the tully blanche and yeah it would be the tully torso and the regal torso and the steve austin torso there just needs to be one more i believe in the middle that kind of suits that middle ground and while they're at it the daniel bryan torso needs to be removed as well for something a bit more uh realistic because i'm sick of anyone that is sort of a cruiserweight getting the same treatment yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, and I think we spoke about it last time. Is the is the two percent body fat singlet guy? Uh, that's mm. got to that's got to go. There's, there needs to be a sort of softer, um, you know, Mister Perfect kind of kind of look. What about you, Manny? Anything that you would rather Mattel ditched right now? Yeah, anything to do with like plastic vests, coats that needs to go out the window today, like immediately. <laughs> Yeah, never the, use uh, that again ever the 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 sting uh you know that the jacket where the arms are out and then you mm-hmm. can't do anything with it that is inexcusable that thing yeah and now they're starting to use you know like all these like fancy corporate words like oh we got this flex technology it's like no you used a different kind of softer rubber and you gave it a fancy name and now you're trying to get people excited to make it you know like i was like oh my god this is the newest things like no they're just being cheap and don't want to give you soft goods but hey and the thing is have you seen online that seth rollins jacket sleeves are cracking and the undertaker's top mm. that folds down is cracking and things it's yep inexcusable 
it's 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 not going to work you know and the thing is right and it sounds like we're just sitting here bashing the product look i absolutely love mattel figures right bar the nostalgia i think they're probably the best wrestling figures that have been mass released in mm-hmm. in years now obviously i don't know if you heard when we were talking about super seven and boss fight and things like that i'm a huge fan of the boss fight figures i don't know if you've had any of them of those many but you know to me if, let's talk about articulation those are some of the best articulated figures and i feel they're some of the best bang for the buck of what you get in their elite line in terms of the the, the molds the articulation the accessories have you have you had any of those what are your thoughts on those i don't have any of the boss fight i would love to but i just didn't you know like pull the trigger on any of those i probably should have especially that uh that penta uh boss mm-hmm. fight that looks pretty dope i love like anything expressive like uh you have like a good head I call them this, uh, face scans, but they're not even scans anymore. They're sculpts, um, like anything expressive. So, uh, yeah, I should probably go back and get one of those though. Yeah. The, the, the Ray Phoenix of those is, is probably one of my favorite things I own. I think it's got like, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but just, just the way the, the kind of the body, the skin, like there's so much sort of texture on the inside of the hands. It's incredible really. Um, and they've, They've just signed a new contract, haven't they, with MLW? So they should get some more stuff, which will be interesting. I noticed that Ringside isn't carrying any of like boss fight stuff, whereas before they were carrying them. So I wonder if there's like enough, I guess, like enough of a market for the boss fight figures or for MLW, though. So I mean, that's kind of pretty telling if Ringside doesn't, you know, even have the pre orders for them. Yeah, I I don't know if it's like an exclusivity thing they have because I think I got mine from Big Bad Toy Store. I, th- I think they got think. something for a bit. I think often what happens or, or, or with Ringside, I think they might have got the batching after. I don't know if they necessarily went up pre order, but then again, you never know, right? Ringside can sometimes get things. I've seen today that they got the Hollywood series two or whatever with Bigfoot and Roddy Piper from They Live mm. and stuff. So they, I think it's just hit miss and maybe. As to my knowledge, I don't think Boss Fight have put up uh, the Elite Series. Oh, no, they have put the Elite Series. You may be right, Manny. But uh, from what I've seen in terms of the previews and things they're pressing forward, they've shown off some drawings, obviously early drawings of Ultimo Dragon and Vampiro a couple of weeks back. So they're clearly driving forward with it. And I, for one, especially being a WCW fan, I'm very excited to get those kind of characters to to add a new collection to to to, to my display. Personally, I really like that Taya figure from Boss Fight. Uh, just like the colors and like the head sculpt and like the hair even. Um, uh, just looks awesome. I definitely want to pull the trigger on that. I've been waiting for the Hoovy to arrive. I've, I've got some things uh, on order from a shop over here and they're, they're quite cool because a bit like ringside, you can batch order and then they just send it all together. So I'm waiting for something to come in. But the the Boss Fight Hoovy for me is, is one I'm looking forward to. And I know it's been quite... Uh, hit and miss on people's opinion on the internet but i think for me it's one of those figures is you know who who doesn't want a hoovy and other than the uh what do they call it the the old jack style ones they've started pushing out figure uh figure toy company is that what they're called oh yeah 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 they released a hoovy didn't they but it uh, you just exactly (laughs) your face says it all uh it's just a head scratcher it's like why would you do that yeah, and that that figure figure toy company is such an odd company. I mean, they've they've just almost got Jack's figures and just slamming them out. So, you know, there's a fair play for trying to get us different wrestlers, right? But at least put in some effort. Uh, I think, I think that's uh, 
a bit of a head scratcher there. But if we uh, talk about collecting again, where do you typically get your figures from? Are you someone who, you know, has a, a cap spend per month? Are you quite impulsive? What kind of route do you go down? Oh, geez. I was kind of all over the place um, before. Uh, I guess like I got uh, like sponsored by ringside, but I live out in the country. So it's not like I can, you know, like go down to, you know, like the local Walmart mm. or Target. And, you know, like I always hear people it's like, oh, well, I'm hitting up all these different stores today. What are you guys looking for? It's just like, geez, I don't have any stores. I live legit out in the middle of nowhere. There's cows and there's fields. And everything is like on one street. Like you're lucky if you even have, you know, like a McDonald's here. We got that. And that's pretty much it. So before I was paying scalper uh, prices on like legit everything, every single action figure that I wanted, it was like eBay uh, and then like Amazon marketplace. So that's where I was getting stuff before. So now I'm more focused, like, I guess, like on props and like the production and how to make everything, you know, like look really pretty and different, you know, from like stuff before. So that's, uh, I guess like for like the wrestling side, but mm-hmm. lately I've been dabbling into, you know, like stuff like Marvel legends and, you know, like the Mafex figures and, uh, three zero and, you know, like stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, the wrestling stuff is cool. It's always going to be there though, but you know, I'm just now discovering all these other toy lines and uh, you can kind of see that, you know, like sporadically in the, my, my page, uh, the figure photography, I try and do at least one a week. That way, you know, it doesn't alienate, you know, like the main audience, which is primarily wrestling or fight stuff. You, um, sorry, just, just to kind of just chip in, chip, chip in that. Did, um, so you, you've been doing some stuff for, for ringside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, do, how does that kind of work? Is it, is it just those that have approached you or do you do a lot of collaboration stuff with, with other toy companies or resellers yeah, that's, or, or what? Yeah, that's one of my uh, goals is to work with everybody. So I, I wrote down like at the beginning of this year, like a bunch of goals. And one of the goals was legit. I even, because I read it every single morning. I read it just, you know, like a few hours ago and it said mm-hmm. work with everybody. So one of the goals on there was uh, to work with uh, like, Obviously, I already work with Ringside, though, but I wanted to work with, like, Heels and Faces. I wanted to work with Cella Toys. I wanted to work with all these other cool places, though. And uh, some stuff I can't really say right now, though, but uh, it's it's coming out, like, within, like, the next couple of weeks or so, two or three weeks. Mm. So uh, some pretty exciting stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's something to that, man. The whole writing your goals down. Um, I never believed it until like, I guess it was this year when I started doing it. And uh, I highly recommend anybody listening out there, uh, take my advice on this. I wasn't, I've always, always haven't been, you know, like so much of a go-getter, but there is something to it. You know, like when you have all these uh, super successful people saying, Hey, write down your goals and read them every day. Try yeah, it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of interesting. I should probably, I should probably do that. Like pen, pen the paper. In life. <laughs> yeah, pen, pen to paper. You know what I mean? Like, don't use like the notes app. Um, really sit there, you know, like uh, 300 things. And it doesn't have to be like monetary, you know, like stuff that you want to buy. It's like, what are things that you want to change about yourself? What are things that you won't tolerate from yourself? You know, like what, what if you wanted to present your family, you know, with like a thousand dollar check, you know, for every single person or whatever it is, or, you know, yeah, just yeah, w- yeah, be yeah. very specific and whatever it is that you want. And then like a couple of months go by and you're like, holy crap. You know, like I've already crossed off, you know, like 30 things because I wrote down like 300 things that I wanted. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, with uh, with San Diego Comic Con coming up, 
what do you hope to see that you would love to be able to buy so you can take pictures of? What are like the top three wants you have from Mattel, Manny? So I have a feeling that they're going to be doing uh, like another, what is it? The Mattel Creations. They did one last year. It was a big success. Um, I mean, it, it took... It took a while to, you know, like get all the the tiers unlocked and to get people, you know, to, to cough up the money, which I mean, it, it's a lot of money, you know, just for a ring. So, you know, we got some other action figures and stuff like that thrown in. It's a good deal. But uh, you, this you say year, this. sorry, yeah. just jump in. You say this, though, because I've backed it as well. And maybe it's better to back it in the UK because we got a good conversion rate. It was before the, the pound completely tanked against the dollar. So it wasn't too bad. But <laughs> you think $250 really wasn't a high amount when you think of what you got in there. What three ultimates, which are what, $35 each? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's $100 there. You've got a ring, which. You know, how much was the real scale ring when they were knocking it out? I, I was never interested. So, I mean, what's that? $60, $70, $80. So, there you go. That, that, there's $110 right there. And then you're throwing in an electric stage as well. Two, 250 seems like a good ballpark for me. I, as I, a, think, I think that might be because at the beginning, you didn't know you were necessarily going to get the extra thing. Because I did it quite mm. early on. But I think if you were doing it in the last day when everything was like checked, then it was like, it was a no-brainer, surely. Uh, I think I went in the last day of Macho. I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens. And luckily it went over. But sorry, Manny, I jumped in. I was just very Oh, yeah, yeah. And then think about it, though. With with that ring, like you get uh, like soft goods, like the soft goods, uh, the ring skirts, and then like the mat. And then you have like that sweet announcer's table. And then that's soft goods, too. So I was just like, you know what? This is really... A no-brainer and you are getting a lot of bang for your buck yeah i mean this is like i i was thinking if i'm gonna up my photography game at all and like have you know not just photograph things on a on a black background it would be when this this ring comes in so i've got you know a reason to do something with it um but yeah more props is always a good way to go though you know what i mean like you always want to switch things up though and with that it's like geez the possibilities really are limitless mm. but so, yeah sorry, please, jumped in yeah please ahead. continue no it's insane oh, no, please saying, continue oh yeah i was saying like as far as you know like what i think is going to be announced um what was it like a few months ago they showed that sweet attitude era stage um it'll probably be a scaled mm-hmm. down version but it'll be something like that well uh, at least i hope it is i mean why would they show something like that if they you know on the surface, right, the the ten year old, twelve year old collector in me looks at that and thinks that is the best thing I've got to have it. But then the adult who looks at how I would even display this or what I would do with it, there just doesn't, you know, the draw wouldn't be there for me. Like, and that's the the upsetting thing. As much as I would love that, I mean, you know, I grew up on the Titantron that Jake's that Jack's brought out, so you know, to be able to have something so big would be great. But you know, I don't even know where I'm going to put this real scale ring I've got coming. Let alone you're telling me a potentially two and a half foot. <laughs> By what two, three, four foot stage? Do you know what I eBay. mean? Like, <laughs> Throw it yeah. up on eBay because you but know I, there's going to be a lot of people out there who uh, are going to be like, uh, you know, like that FOMO. They're going to be seeing pictures and whatnot. If you yeah. don't have the rooms, like, hey, make a few I, extra bucks out there. I think there's going to be so many of them that get listed immediately because somebody might have bought it just just to keep the you know the doink and the diesel and I, I think the ring. If you just wanted the ring, I think you're going to be able to get that pretty cheap once it's once it's released, at least in the beginning anyway. 
if you play a longer game, it'll probably go up. Yeah. I the got two was, of them. The, the ring, sorry, the ring was one of the, the main things that I was interested in with the package. As we kind of said, I'm 32, so new generations just a little bit before I kind of got into wrestling, right? My my main wheelhouse is sort of mid mid 97 WCW, and that's what I kind of ran with. But so for me, the reason I backed this was because of the ring, because I saw the skeleton shape with the wood, and I was like, hmm, could I turn this into a real scale WCW ring, right? So mm-hmm. I'm probably of the minority that could have just got the ring, but like I just said earlier, the price of what we paid just seemed like stupid not to buy it because like you say if I don't want the match or I don't want the diesel or I don't want the doink they're probably $100, $150 sat there right there right yeah I mean I, I've spoke to some people now who are planning on creating ring skirts and stuff to that scale so like soft uh, you know printed and stitched kind of things to fit to fit this ring so if if people start aiming customizing to um, you know the accessories and the ring and sort of sets completely it would be that would be amazing and especially for for you who's taking the photos of this stuff it's a great display piece as well you know what i mean like if you if you have the room to to display all that kind of stuff like on top of your detox or you know like your your work desk because i know I've, I've got a couple of a big you know like work desks here that i have though but uh yeah i i'm really looking forward though to see what else though because uh, they action figure attack like on instagram I guess he was a kind of teasing uh, a few things to come. Um, so let me ask you guys the question. What do you guys think are those uh, exclusives for this year? It's interesting because I was having a conversation with someone about this. I've never bought or been interested in an SDCC exclusive. And my fear, again, will be this year they'll go with something new gen to kind of tie it in with the arena. So it'll be another year that I kind of sit on the sidelines and wish I can be involved. But, you know, I'm not in the interest of buying it to flip it. You know, someone else who actually wants it can get it. You know, it's it's one of those much I'd love to be part of the exclusives. I just don't see it being for me. Um, I think... Um... I, yeah, I think there's I think there's some truth in that because the I read that they were going to kind of announce things through Mattel Creation, so that suggests that there's going to be some sort of link there. I don't know if there's anything in the fact that the thing that they posted had Cody on it. So I was I was thinking, is there going to be a Cody Dusty thing that they might do? That could be interesting, mm. whether or not I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean historically. They've always been sort of classic kind of things, haven't they? So it was uh, Sergeant Slaughter, then before that, Mr. T, before that, Macho Man. Um, Taskmaster? Shot, yeah, shot, Taskmaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chalkmaster. Uh, and then was Isaac Yankum the year before that, or was he tied in for something else? Uh, like the oh, yeah, you're right. bit blurry from that point. I mean, what would I like? If, if I was going to be really, really like you have to be real with these exclusives it's not going to be something that's you know everyone wants it's going to be maybe an ex- obscure kind of character i mean i'd even take like a commissioner mick foley ultimate or something like that to to you know it's not something loads of people would want but i reckon there'd still be enough of a market they'd be able to sell it but i still yeah what about you manny have you got inside information is that why you're keeping quiet i wish <laughs> i wish that they would share stuff with me though but uh I mean, personally, I've always wanted a uh, Mike Tyson uh, Elite or an Ultimate Edition. What a perfect yeah. time, though, I think, you know? Dennis Rodman. Like, now it's got to be the time. <laughs> yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman, the worm, you uh, know, with some kind of one. cool hair. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, a, a Dennis Rodman NWO would be. It's it's yeah. funny you mentioned Tyson because you know I still stalk the wrestling figs message boards, Manny. I'm old school. I like to look at what people are talking about. I don't get involved much. With, with the chat but I do like to see what it's saying and quite a few people have said Tyson right and it's probably not a bad idea you could probably get quite an easy exclusive out of it bang a DX t-shirt on put three t- three uh, heads with it soft good mm-hmm. shirt you've got an ultimate there a few hands right and Bob's your Sells uncle finish your aunt. yeah that's and that's the ultimate ultimate edition for myself well they have they have been redoing the legends of DX recently so you know Tyson would be the the missing, the missing piece of that, wouldn't they? I guess, I guess Rick Rude as well, maybe. Um, if they can still do that, I'm really thinking now what kind of what I would really want as an exclusive. Because I'm just trying to think of the obscure characters that, you know, if I was being really selfish, right? And if you were to talk to two exclusives, I'd love would be a, a remake of the ECW uh, Rob Van Dam Jacks exclusive that come with the two titles and the ECW shirt from One Night Stand. Do you remember mm-hmm. that, Manny? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that exclusive in an ultimate form, or the other thing to be really, really selfish. And again, it's probably no, never even something that I'd love a Joker Rey Mysterio from WrestleMania. And I think we spoke about this before. I think you could get some good accessories with the long jacket, the arms being removable. You know, maybe a couple of heads, one smiling and one. But you know, they're both yeah, things that will never happen. I'm very realistic with my collection hopes, and I know <laughs> I will not get. I will not be happy when they announce that exclusive. In a way, though, I'm kind of glad that I don't know what the exclusive is, though, because it's always a lot better once you get that surprise, you know, like think about like Christmas morning, like if you knew what you were getting, you wouldn't have had, you know, like those awesome memories, though, uh, from that time. Though, So I kind of like not knowing what's going to happen, like on the TV show or what we're going to get. So uh, mm. makes it a lot more fun that way. I just to change gears, I just gonna, was going to ask a, a couple of questions that that I got sent in. Um, so looking at uh, looking at Twitter. Uh, uh, GBM asked, um, how does it feel when a subject of your picture recognizes how great your photography is? So has, has anyone, have you like photographed, uh, some figures of, uh, I don't know, a, a particular wrestler and then they've, they've commented or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, that usually comes when like ringside when they go and like, give me like a, like a feature with something that I'll shoot with some of their products. So recently mm. it's, a. Uh, it's been like Brian Cage was uh, not too long ago, maybe like a week or two ago. And then, okay. yeah, he was uh, asking like about like the chains that I would use because I used, okay, so, okay, who is Brian Cage? Okay, uh, super strong guy, uh, lifts a lot of weights, you know, muscular. So, okay, got it. I uh, include weights and dumbbells and stuff like that, chains, him working out. And so when he saw this, like, hey, well, where can I get some of that stuff? Well, being a figure photographer, I have tons of extra props. So I sent him out some extra props hmm. for his uh, action figure. So uh, oh, wow. before that, yeah, before that, it That's was uh, cool. Ricky Starks. Um, I know Wardlow follows the follows the page. That's pretty cool. Like I've done like a oh, couple really? of wow. uh, yeah, I followed uh, photograph my my customer. In. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, Wardlow's been pretty cool though. Like he's uh reposted like some of my uh, photos before. Uh, I know that Rikishi also follows um <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle. Oh, I did. I remember oh, wow. doing one of like Cody Rhodes. Oh, geez, this was like when Jazzwares like first came out with the action figures though, and so I did like a like a behind the scenes with like the music playing and stuff like that though and so like uh he retweeted that and, you know like gave me a whole bunch of new follows though um and then oh, wow. uh cool. yeah the miz 
uh, he reposted my work on, on his IG before. Uh, I remember, I don't know if you guys know who Mike Magnum is from uh, AEW Dark. Uh, he sent me out uh, one of his like custom action figures that he wanted me to shoot. So I uh, shot that and uh, that was pretty cool as well. So yeah, it's always a good feeling though, you know, to to know that, you know, like your work is valued, you know, because I put a lot of time and effort as you guys know, you know, mm. with your own stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, do you find that at these kind of at these kind of moments, things that have boosted your, I guess, social media presence and in terms of numbers and and stuff, is that like yeah, you know, where, where I try not to put you know up? like yeah, I try not to put too much focus you know like into like likes or you know like how many people are are following me. You know, it's it's always nice you know like to you know like have that kind of validation though but at the end of the day like i know whether or not something is good you know like uh, i'll put something out and like if you rush it you know like uh, your people are going to tell you uh, people are definitely uh you know like pretty brutal with their comments though so if, if it's great people will tell you too though but at the end of the day though like i know whether or not it's good or not so next question at uh i i only got i only got one. <laughs> oh no nice. yeah on, i didn't get anything on instagram someone just said uh uh someone just just wrote wow for some reason uh it's 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 fine i'm so my, i've got a question my... for you manny out of interest <laughs> and it's something i've uh only just noticed and i'd be interested to know so ethan page has started a figure photography page have you had any interaction with him has he reached out for any advice or anything on on how to get good in the craft no uh i do follow him though um and i've checked out you know, like some does of he his... not follow you no that seems strange if, if his thing is figure photography and he's not yeah following you weird i don't know i may i may not be everybody's <laughs> cup of tea though but uh yeah you like, put an I, ethan I think page figure in a bad position manny did you upset him that way i wish i had an ethan page figure though but uh yeah hopefully we'll get one of those soon there um, isn't one i is know there? that uh no i know that uh there There's was like a, a sign one. is there oh There's yeah there is but they, page, but they don't yeah. They don't really move, do they? I guess so. Uh, excuse me, it's got four points of articulation, probably <laughs> just as much as you grew up with. Ad, <laughs> you've been, I, you've been I can cut that out if, if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, look, it's, it's just interesting because I never noticed this before, and I think it was Adam that told me he got into f- figure photography. So I was interested to know. Obviously, we spoke about wrestlers reaching out and 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 commenting or saying good work but i didn't know if, if one had seen your work and had tried to get information how to do it better and things like that that's what i was intrigued about it's a pleasure to get to, to know a bit more and i look forward to to converse in the future but one thing i'm always in intrigued to know and ask people is if you were to give one bit of advice and one tip on either figure photography or growing your instagram page or one bit of advice to to leave on 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 here what would you suggest biggest piece of advice i would give though is just to make sure that you're having fun if you're having a blast other people will have a blast with you and uh yeah perfect thank you very much for 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 having the chat with us i've certainly found it enlightening knowing what i used to do and things and i hope that i'll chat in the future and i look forward to, to seeing what else you put out Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been a real blast. Yeah, man. Thanks, great man. to finally speak to you. And uh, yeah, be in touch about the direct flat Holly race thing. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Cool, man.
Thank you.